Here we go, Monday, great day for talk radio. Down to some other things that have become very, very problematic on the horizon. This is the controversial sex ed curriculum because it came up in the legislature earlier today. And apparently Peggy Sattler, who's the NDP MPP for London West, got under Lisa Thompson's skin. She's the new education minister and uh, asked what this gender uh, or the uh, the new sex ed curriculum, uh, why go back uh, to 1998 and Thompson said uh, well we're not we're still going to include certain things that were let's call them uh, more progressive notions although they're commonsensical uh, teaching about consent and sexting because that wasn't around in 1998 the consent thing was yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming uh, sexting not so much so they're going to include that but as I said earlier this is not the controversial stuff uh, that was age appropriateness and certain practices that some parents perhaps uh, might have recoiled from and felt was best best left to them to educate. Anyway, so Sadler, uh, she says the decision to get rid of the 2015 sex ed curriculum is a dangerous decision and amounts to dragging Ontario backwards and putting youth at risk. Well, you know, I mean, if the left really cared about youth, uh, they wouldn't saddle them with so much debt. I mean, they're going to have to pay for that down the road, right? As well as, you know, other things like maybe uh, aggressively going to a $15 an hour minimum wage where they can't get too many starter jobs because those are going missing. Anyway, this is what I'm saying, and uh, we'll we'll get around to those topics, but I, I wanted to get your calls on whether or not, you know, the idea that this is a massaged curriculum, if you will, and some teachers, according to uh, this report, are suggesting they'll just go ahead and teach the uh, modern curriculum, the ones the liberals introduced, on their own. How would you feel about that, and do you think that's kosher to do? Larry, let me start with you in Scarborough. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. Yep. Um, personally, I don't know about you, but if I go into work, you know, I've got certain guidelines I have to follow, and if I don't follow those, I risk getting fired. The same should apply for teachers. You don't want to follow the guidelines that were put out? You're done. Out of here. Well, I would agree with you. This is why I'm saying maybe they're emboldened or they think that they've got uh, more of a consensus opinion that exists out there. And the ones who don't want this modern curriculum are the outliers and a minority. But look, Ford ran on this largely. Uh, it was, you know, one of the principal planks in his platform. So I'm, I'm assuming uh, that there are more folks who support what the conservatives are doing. Or at least, you know, as it plays out, as we said last week, when this first became uh, a new talking point, it's possible to get around to much of what the new curriculum proposed anyway, with a few omissions. And sexting, consent, it has its place. Hell, you know, if you really want to get old school and uh, anachronistic, maybe family values as well, which is really an important, I think, element that's being somewhat dismissed by progressives when this is the best social job or social program that's out there really when we talk about youth gang violence and things like that a lot of times nobody really wants to bring up the specter that maybe it's a you know the family system has broken down and is largely responsible for this and many of the kids adopt the gang as their ersatz family just saying just another observation here that i thought i'd throw into the conversation. Let's find out, though, how you feel about teachers who may go rogue. Tom, what do you say in sudden? Hi, uh, John. Yep. Thank you for taking my call again. Mm -hmm. all, all I can say is uh, very plainly, if I found out a teacher was going rogue, 
and teaching the kids that was not prescribed by the Ford government, I would be at that school the next day, and I would be causing some major mayhem. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> that's a form of protest, I suppose. Uh, by the way, what happened in uh, Paris when the French national soccer team wins, they break out in riots. I mean, how is that celebrating? I guess that's a new celebration, right? You riot. And they were uh, holding their parade along the Champs-Élysées earlier today. Remember that old joke, why all the trees got planted there so the next invading German army could march in the shade? Okay, uh, let me take Mark Hall in Toronto. Hello, Mark, you're on the Oakley Show. Hi, you know, I think these uh, leftists have taken this idea way too far. You know, it's a, it's, it's a big problem. Uh, what happened under the old curriculum where teachers permitted to um, not teach um, the material? What would happen if they didn't? Um, they'd, they'd be gone. That was the point. So, uh, you know, how how you've got teachers willing to state that they plan to keep teaching the modern curriculum, uh, is that insubordination? Yep, definitely it is. Okay, just asking. I'm curious if this will come to pass. Uh, it'll really be interesting where the rubber meets the road come the fall season. And hopefully by then some things will be ironed out because right now the other complaint is that conservatives have not articulated a clear uh, proposal to replace the new curriculum. So when they say that uh, consent and sexting will be part of it, uh, and Lisa Thompson said the opposition is just trying to foster misconceptions about the government's sex ed plans and said the curriculum needs a rewrite because the last consultation process, quote, was completely flawed and they're still working on it. There's time. Six more weeks, seven more weeks before school starts again? Okay, hop to it. Uh, back to your thoughts. Here's Frank in Toronto. Go ahead, Frank. You're on the Oakley Show. Hi, John. Great afternoon for Talk Radio. Thank you, my friend. You know, I, I think it would constitute insubordination, but I think what the new Minister of Education should do is make it clear in a directive and a policy change that should filter right down to the administrative staff and teaching staff that the, these aspects of that uh, new sex ed curriculum that the liberals applied and that uh, the Ford government wants not to be taught, that they should make it clear in the directive that those aspects of the sex ed curriculum should not be applied in force in class. Once they put that in place, John, the teachers are obligated under mandatory terms to comply with that directive, and they fail to do that, they can be terminated. If they don't agree with it, the only option they have, because they're part of a union, is to grieve it. So I think the Ford government uh, can get on this and make sure that uh, the new direction is abided by by doing this. You may have a legal status there that uh, this is somehow, yeah, you enshrine that in writing, and therefore any breaking of that particular code or regulation or rule uh, does constitute it. Otherwise, you know, you can't just have teachers saying, well, nobody told me. (laughs) <laughs> I love it when the teachers actually start using the kids' excuses for why they're actually not doing something. Here's Sophia. Last last word in Vaughn, Sophia. Good good afternoon. Good, good afternoon, John. How are you? Very good, thanks. Um, yes, I, I do ag- I, I do appreciate all the comments made to thus far. Um, my my thoughts um, on the curriculum there there seems to be a lot of. Um, and, and, and rightfully so, parents have concerns about some of the com, uh, some of the actual um, stipulations in the modern curriculum. But from a parent's perspective, and I think I don't know no one, if anyone has considered this, 
But I'm wondering, because it's part of health and it's, and it's sexual health, I'm wondering if we really should be putting the onus on teachers to be teaching the curriculum at all. And my suggestion instead would be to get public health to, involved in the schools and let them deliver the curriculum. This way you have medical professionals who understand that curriculum and not put the onus on the teacher. The teacher who's teaching math and drama and, you know, science, do you want that to be the same person to teach sex ed curriculum? I'm not, I'm not quite sure I would feel comfortable with that. Well, I know some teachers aren't. They phoned me and uh, they talked about the awkwardness of it, especially if it militated against their conscience. I think it was a, a teacher in uh, the Catholic elementary school that called last week and mentioned that. You may have a point. It's just I don't know how uh, unwieldy that becomes because you exp- no, and I yeah, and I know, and I, I mean, when I think about this suggestion, I understand that there there would be an additional cost. I sure. totally understand that. But the problem is, you're you're it's a serious issue, and I appreciate that, and I can appreciate where parents are coming from. The problem is, I don't think we're giving it the respect that it needs, and I think when you involve public health. There's a different conversation. It's like going to the doctor, right? Mm. Um, and I just think, I think, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't think this is the teacher's responsibility. I don't, I, I absolutely do not think this. I think they need to concentrate on the sort of the traditional subject areas. This is a mental health piece. It's like asking a teacher. Well, to all right, Sophia, no, I understand. Health. But, you know, a, a good teacher is also a good communicator. And if you're communicating a message, it's not like it's beyond their ability to comprehend and to deliver that message. And if that's what they do as a rule, that's why we pay them, uh, then it would fall into their purview. I appreciate your point. It just doesn't make sense from an economic standpoint and the bureaucracy that it would involve. But anyway, and you mentioned great health. You know, something else that costs a lot? Drugs. People across, and I don't mean the illicit. I'm talking about pharmaceuticals. And this is where there's been a call for a national pharmacare program for eons now. But at what cost? We're going to find out. Kevin Page is going to weigh in next. Former parliamentary budget officer, but he still has his hands in that kind of a a crunching of the numbers, and he's going to spell out what this might be because he's going to spell it out to the premiers later on this week in New Brunswick. That's up next here on The Oakley Show. Global News Radio 640 Toronto.